0: Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. I'm your commissioner, Corey, also known as Bittner Steel, and I'm once again joined by my guy, Eric, or a corn dog on sleeper. Eric, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing,
0: Corey? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I had a little bit of uh, technical issues getting started today, but it looks like we've got that all figured out so far. Uh, for whatever reason, my new mic that I got for my birthday wasn't working, so I'm back to the... Uh, the old set which seems to be doing the trick um so that's good damn technology um other than eric uh we are missing evan this week unfortunately but i'm very pleased to announce that we have a special guest uh in his place donnie or don vso5 welcome in bud how you doing hey oh doing good man i like the uh rams rainbow shirt there uh, thanks, uh, thanks, man. That's a nice shirt. yeah that's a Thank good you. shirt my daughter picked it out nice oh, I, I like the old like rams logo on there yeah it's pretty sweet i take it
1: this might be a hot take i miss the old rams colors i i don't mm. like the like bright blue yellow i i i can't get into it
2: it's so, like old as like st louis rams colors
1: the st louis that like darker blue with the like yeah. almost that silver yellow with it i love those uniforms
2: yeah i, I still rock my uh donald jersey in that in those colors
0: yeah weird to think about how he uh played in both he's been great. there through both the uh, jersey changes there
2: yeah i know it seems like so long ago but so what is there sixth year i believe in la
0: wow it have been six years that's crazy i feel like that was so much shorter ago than that wow uh so. well cool shirts aside we do like to start out with talking about what we're drinking donnie why don't you go ahead and start us off since you are the guest what are you uh sipping on right now well, I just
2: finished my coffee, dude. So I'm sipping
0: on nothing. Okay, but I see, you have um, written down cold brew. You you get down cold brew. Yeah, dude.
2: When it gets hot, man, I'll I'll get down to cold brew. Oh yeah, that's what that's, that's what I enjoy, dude. Nothing special. No no fancy coffee. Just your folders or whatever.
0: I'll be honest. My favorite coffee is a is a cold brew. Just straight cold brew with just like maybe a, a splash of milk. Splash mm-hmm. of whole milk. That's it. Yep. I, I put a little almond creamer. We got oat okay.
1: creamer. Okay. So. Something nice, a little nice. different. See, I like drinking, right. you like drinking dark roasts,
0: just straight black. See, that's what I, I used to do, but I don't know. like I that punishment.
2: Just, yeah, I went away from that a little bit. But I, I remember weekend, drinking
0: pure black coffee when I was like uh, going through that cool? that phase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to look cool.
2: Uh, no, but I was drinking a uh, this brewery Figaro Mountain. And they have a a pretty good hazy. It's called a Hikers High IPA. Hazy IPA. And uh, yeah, they have it a lot here in town. I'm not exactly sure where it's from. I probably should have did more research, but it's popping up in the stores everywhere. So I figured I'll, I'll give it a shot.
0: Sounds like it's a good one to go hiking with, with that kind of name. Yeah, so I like, I like to hike to my backyard and have a couple of drinks here. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What about you, Eric? What, what do you got going?
1: So on Friday night, um, I feel like I always shout out the Silver King Brewery, where I used to manage. So I'm gonna throw out a different brewery name down here. We were down in down Eden. We didn't stop there this time, but it's usually one of my favorite breweries to stop into called Woodwright down in Dunedin. They have this beer. It's an oak smoked Dunkelweizen. And it's one of the best beers I've ever – I could drink all day long. It's like got this nice kind of cherry wheat kind of look to it. And, oh, it's huh. a delicious beer.
0: It sounds very fancy. What what kind of beer is that even? So it's a
1: Dunkel with the Little Weizen. It's okay. like a Okay, Weizen with a Dunkel.
0: And then okay, they, I'm okay. super unfamiliar with that, with a Dunkleweizen. I, I don't think I've ever had it's, one.
1: It's the only place around here I've ever had a Dunkleweizen. Like, they okay. like to combine a lot of these German beers and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's actually, besides the one I used to work at because I'm biased, it's my favorite brewery down here, mostly because of that beer. I always send people in that direction. It's got, like, a something obscene, seen, like, a 4.9 out of 5 on untapped Ooh. for its rating. It is phenomenal. And then uh, – yesterday we had a tea time at a really nice golf course. Me and my dad and my buddy Nick. And uh, we decided to get a little dangerous and break out some twisted teas. Because we were feeling Uh-oh. a little uh, get a little aggressive out there.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's good for that. Twisted teas. Oh yeah. Man. I haven't had those in a while. It was nice. What do you think is uh know. is that like a Mike's Hard lemonade type of beverage? Would you it's say
1: basically like half lemonade, half tea, and then some kind of alcohol. Okay. And then I think the the aggressive meme was the one where the guy in the gas station took the twisted tea in his hand and like smacked it over some dude's head and knocked him out. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh the gif. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I've oh, seen that. Yeah. So like now it's all about like the, it's a violent weapon. You have to like have a license to carry a twisted tea and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so it's actually a
0: lot more like for loco, because that's like a weapon oh, when you drink that it. That stuff
1: was like, dangerous back in the, the day.
0: The weapon
2: on your body, yeah. Well, do do you holster it? Do you have a holster for it? whenever you
0: want to look you have to uh, that's my yeah. figure It's like a fanny pack but it has like <laughs> slots for your yeah you the
1: slots on the side you're ready to just pound out your twisted tees that's good if you, oh. on, if you make it on the green on part one shot you just down them both
0: nice All Which right. didn't happen, so i didn't have to do that well if you ever do that make sure to take a video
1: oh yeah we'll sure uh, video.
0: and i'm just working with uh from my friend ruben at rubens uh working on their summer ipa because Ooh, okay. it is starting to actually feel a little bit like summer around here. We, uh, I don't know if I told you this, Eric, we went through, I think 30 consecutive days of rain, uh, like through the month of May and a little into June, oh, that's uh, which even for Seattle, um, it was like a record. It was a record of consecutive uh, wet days up here. Um, but this weekend, finally, we were blessed with nice, you know, 66 degrees, a little bit of a breeze going. So I'm feeling the summer now. So I'm, getting down on it it's, it's pretty tasty it's not too uh high up there in the alcohol percent which is fine for me uh yeah. it tastes really good so that's what i'm going with it's awesome
1: i feel like we get you guys over there on the west coast get such different styles of craft craft beer than we do over here on the east coast mm-hmm. we gotta find a way to be able to swap some of the, like the top local brewery cans or something like that and
0: that's what i'm saying man yeah we could do yeah. uh maybe around christmas time we could do like a gift exchange yeah awesome. i'll send you some hazings man that's, yeah Oh,
1: yeah. over well, that that's what uh, the West Coast is known for, those West Coast IPAs and the Hazy's West Coast
0: IPAs, man. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually hard to get away from them. Like, I, I find myself just, you know, I'll buy a, a case of beer because the uh, the art looks cool. And then yeah. I'll take it home and I'll actually read it and I'll go, another goddamn West Coast IPA. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I don't know of a single brewery around here. There's a lot of them. I don't know any that make hazies Everyone's mm, looking for wow. hazies and almost nobody makes one. But we interesting. got- interesting. We got Blond and APAs everywhere. Okay. Those are really oh, popular around cool. here. Nice. But a little bit easier
0: in the Florida sun. That makes sense, actually, a little bit. Yeah. Get yeah, the we're hazier stuff when you need to uh, get the chi- like the edge of the chill of the Pacific Northwest off you.
1: Yeah, we're in that, that uh, beer. fun 92 degrees with 90% humidity part of Florida. So this is a oh, good oh. time.
0: I-, I thought over here was bad one-on-one. But out. I'm moving up to Washington for the weather, man. That sounds like literal hell for me. Oh, it's...
1: I try to not think about it, but when you're down here, <laughs> like October through April, it's like heaven. It's perfect. Mm. So you suffer nice. through six months and you like just are in bliss for six months. Yeah, give and take. Mm. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, fun talking weather with, with you guys, but uh, let's say we get into a little bit of the uh, NFL football news. There's a few pieces here on uh, on the list that I'd like to uh, discuss real quick. Um, I don't know if you saw what I recently put into the top slot, Donnie, and I don't know if you want to go ahead and lead us off on this uh, on this particular news item with Cooper Cup getting a a big boy deal. Um, yeah, man. Oop, dude. Uh, as, as the Rams fan here, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how you're feeling about a five year, one hundred and ten million dollar deal. For Cooper Cup, you know,
2: you know what, dude? Cooper Cup is so like modest too. wasn't asking for anything, and for him to get that, dude, it just shows uh how much the rounds respect him, dude. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it's awesome, man. Did Did you happen to listen to uh, the Poor Man's podcast?
0: Uh, last this one. last one, I
2: haven't listened to it yet. No. Oh, because they brought up the salary cap. Like, how are they doing this with uh-huh. the Rams? So I, I put it on uh on their message board or whatever, just talking about how. What the Rams do is uh they're a bit risky and it pays off right now, but in the in the future it could really screw them up, How uh, they'll uh, so like Aaron Donald's deal, for instance, it's a three year deal for sixty million or whatever, but it's actually a five year deal where the last two years are voided. So mm-hmm. look, Aaron Donald should be retired by then, but the Rams will still be paying him. Um it'll still be coming out of their salary cap, you know? Right. So and the same thing is it'll be with Cooper Cup, they actually save money this year by pushing it all to the future deals, to the future
0: years so it's it's risky like you said because they are they're now uh on the hook for that amount of money in their future years but in order to get past the yearly salary cap situation they can sign all of these big names and all of these stars
2: yeah man so i mean it's it's pretty dope that they're doing it they're making these moves
0: it definitely seems like it paid off their style of doing things in this last year because uh rams went out and took home a bowl so absolutely
1: and i think it solidifies basically any of the skill position players that regularly start on the rams for the next two to three years as solid safe fantasy picks because no one's going anywhere like Stafford's not going anywhere cups not going anywhere acres is in
0: Do you think that is like the reverse is true, too, where you have to be a little more skeptical about any like oncoming offensive rookies where they might not get like they might not get a chance for X amount of years because they've signed all of the guys that they kind of need for the immediate future?
1: I guess so. So are you talking about players like Van Jefferson, things like that?
0: Sure. Yeah, not a rookie. But, you know, I think he's coming into his, what, third year this year. Um Tutu Atwell is one that comes to mind yeah, that yeah. I have my own issues with, uh, with Atwell because of his size specifically, but uh, right. he's getting like coach speak love this year. But it's like, you know, when we are looking at all the guys that they've already signed, how, how much room is there really going to be for him? The Rams method of doing things definitely. I mean, it, it yielded great results this last year with them taking home a bowl. So,
1: yep. To, to answer your question about the young guns on the Rams. Mm. I just think the way that the Rams do business, as long as McVay's there, less needs there, and you have these high-powered players on the Rams, they're just going to do this thing where they give away the young assets to bring on proven vets to go win for these next two, three years. Like, who's mm-hmm. the Odell Beckham that's going to be brought on next year? Who's the running back that's going to get signed?
0: Well, it and, feels like they've, they've brought on the Odell Beckham with, uh, with A-Rob. It right. feels like they've the they have addressed that to me. Um, I know Maybe. there were talks about obj going back but at this point I, I I feel like it's pretty unlikely
1: I don't think he's going back there but I mean who's the disgruntled the decent wide receiver that's out there that's going to be hmm. cheaper for them to go and grab real quick like I feel like yep. that's how they're doing business for these next three It'd years be
0: probably uber cheap that they could just snatch up is, is Julio Jones if he's got <laughs> anything left in the tank Oh, yeah, dude. Just
1: putting Julio as a wide receiver three just for some touchdown catches and stuff.
0: How do you feel about that, Donnie? Julio for right, Rams? I,
1: I
2: wouldn't mind it. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me either. That's the thing with the Rams.
0: So I
2: just, no, no surprise anymore. Whatever they do, I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. saw that coming.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. A lot of things like that that could happen with them. That just, yeah. I don't trust any of the younger players until this window that they're going for is over.
0: I think there's like a like a simultaneous thing happen where like happening where uh you have all these young players that probably won't see a lot of time because of how ingrained the veterans are into this system. But I think that there's a greater chance at the younger guys uh learning from the ingrained veterans and after the veterans go away, after they retire or what have you they might have a, a better shot at improving their, their overall skill sets and, yeah. and maybe becoming more valuable. Um, I think it, it will be telling when rookies from, like, the last, you know, two, three years, when their deal, like, when their extensions come come mm-hmm. time for, for re-upping and, uh, you, you know, if the Rams choose to keep them and sign them to, to new deals, I think that'll be very telling.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, you look at guys like Van Jefferson had a quiet 800 yards, you know, so – they 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 got some guys yeah. that can make plays.
0: Yeah, and Van Jefferson has some really good like highlight stuff too. Like some of the catches I saw him make were like, yeah.
1: I think me and you, Donnie, were on that Van Jefferson train pretty early, out of the rookie draft a couple years ago. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I'm I'm I still love him,
2: dude. It's just mm. crazy how it's just kind of hard to to start him whenever you got so many names on there.
0: I yeah, well, when uh, Cooper Cup is you know catching. Get- Twelve balls a game. It's kind of hard to beat anyone else. Four man's Hunter Renfro. <laughs> well,
1: Hunter Renfro got paid too, though.
0: Yeah, he did.
2: And yeah, I, I like Hunter man. And even though they got Adams, dude,
0: he's he's still still a solid player, dude. And we'll t- we'll talk a little more about uh Hunter actually in a in a trade a little later in the episode. But for now, let's just uh, kind of cycle through these news items so we can get to the uh, the main topic of the uh the trades that we have on the docket. Oh, wow, um, that's just go on pretty quickly here so I don't know if you guys saw the Tyreek Hill quote um I don't have the exact quote written here but to sum it up it was that Tyreek Hill was saying that in terms of accuracy he would take Tua over Mahomes.
2: Can't buzz that's just him hyping up this guy man he probably made a mistake like I made a mistake I shouldn't have laughed and then gotta hype him up now.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't believe any word that's coming out of Tyreek's hill. <laughs> Like he also made some so comment about he didn't like how he was used in Kansas City. I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? You got all these deep routes where you never had to get hit, yeah, and just catch touchdowns yeah. all. Like, what do you mean you didn't like it? Did you want to run wide receiver screens up the middle in the linebacker? Like, I, well, I don't dude, know. deep I think Bill's just enjoying his spotlight for the moment and just saying things. Well, like well, well you got to think deep routes dude.
2: you got to run up the field all game, dude. probably just want to do like little. Five, ten yard outs, you
0: know? Yeah, that's a good question. That. Like what what does he what does he want? If right. the if that is true, if what he's saying is accurate and he wants to be used in different ways, th- does he want like more of those like inside plays? Does he want more like is he looking for more sweeps? Is he trying to take a screen pass? Like what like
1: Yeah, I, I was under the impression that all receivers wanted to run go routes and just catch touchdowns all game. Which <laughs> is what pretty much Tyreek Hill did for three, four years. Hey, that's we're for, good. One one
0: yeah. Does uh does pay the bills? That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Can't speak. I think that is that is pretty pretty accurate. I I do, um, I do want to. I'm very interested in seeing what the Dolphins look like this year. New head coach. New system. Tyreek Hill. So yeah, we will. Uh, we'll see how that all works out. Um. Couple other just small things. Robbie Anderson tweeted out that he was thinking about retiring and then quickly deleted it. I don't think this affects much if he retires other than, you know, just more stonks up on DJ Moore. Uh Maybe they need to get Terrace Marshall a little more involved. I don't really know who their, uh, you know, field stretcher guy would be uh, coming in. If, if Robbie Anderson is off the team, he's uh, you know, he's that kind of position. I feel like for the Panthers that like, they don't really have another guy like right behind him that can do what he could do. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think if you're relying on Robbie Anderson deciding retirement or not for your fantasy chances this year, you're not making the playoffs.
0: True. Yeah. Uh, I he, did he, uh, move him off a lot of my teams in the offseason. Yeah.
1: Like he's that guy who on some bye weeks you slot him in and hope he gets a touchdown. Like he's just yeah. a quick in guy. If you're relying on him weekend and weekend, the retirement thing scares you. Sorry to break it to you. You're probably not one of your fantasy league this year.
0: Yep, I tend to agree with that. Um, and then we have uh, Terry McLaurin uh, is reportedly very far apart still in contract talks with uh, the Commanders, um, which I've already been the the few shares of McLaurin I do have I have been moving on from um, just because Wentz I'm not thrilled with that QB situation, and I know Terry has shown that he can kind of maneuver around a, a bad QB situation. But with Wentz, man, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't get me excited. And if I can find people still willing to, to give me like a, a, you know, projected late first for Terry, I'm, I'm pretty happy to, to move on at that, at that price point.
1: See, I totally disagree with your take on it. I think Terry's higher than I've ever been on him is this year. Because Wentz tends to lock in on a big wide receiver one pretty often
2: Mm. and
1: i really like his ability to still throw the ball now Wentz, as an nfl quarterback makes stupid decisions throws a lot of picks gives up a lot of fumbles now put your team behind a lot he is going to be chucking that ball all year to terry mclaurin like i really like terry mclaurin's fantasy prospects this year johnson on the other side I think will draw some attention away from him too.
0: I, I am with you, except I think that guy's gonna be Jahan Dotson. Okay. With with first round draft capital, uh 16th overall. He was what the second, third wide receiver off the third wide receiver off the board, I believe. Um yeah, I just I I think a team spends that kind of draft capital, he's gonna get more opportunities than than Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin owners are going to want him to be getting. And again, all camp buzz kind of stuff, but I have been hearing nothing but good connection, uh, solid rapport growing between Wentz and Dotson. I got a well, yeah. I like
1: that.
0: Well, and then you got to
2: also realize that this is Wentz's first year. So not like he has a rapport with anyone, man. He's mm-hmm. just figuring that out this year. This whoever he picks, you know, so to be his guy.
0: I think that what puts it over the fence for me is that McLaurin's contract is, like, weird. And I I don't particularly trust the uh, commander's front office to address that in, like, a reasonable fashion. Mm -hmm.
1: And to put people's minds at rest about the Terry McLaurin being far apart thing, um, I was listening to the ESPN Fantasy Podcast with Matthew Barry who is a giant Commanders fan and has connections everywhere with that team. And he basically pseudo broke news that he said, anyone who has Terry on their team, don't worry about it. He's going to be on that team for a long time. And they're yeah. like, oh, are you saying he's going to resign? He goes, I'm not saying anything. He goes, I just know some things. Terry's not going anywhere. He will be a commander for a long time. Well, yeah, okay, solid Terry. shout out
0: with uh with Matthew Berry. We'd love to have him on the podcast anytime. <laughs>
1: <so>. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Uh, last thing on here. I, I think Donnie added this one. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling getting buzz in Chiefs camp. Um, Chiefs signed Marquez, I believe, to a one-year deal. Um, that's that's uh, generally low. I think it's, ooh, I, I'm off the cuff here, but I think it was like Wait, a 6 million, but it has a bunch of incentives. Wait, I thought MBS was the one they signed for three years. Mm, maybe, yeah. I, Juju, I might be wrong. Juju is,
2: Juju is the one-year guy with the I think that's you right. Be right, is right you, that? That.
0: you might be right about that. Um, but regardless, uh, the, the news in camp is, is seemingly good news. Um, I'm hearing that uh, specifically I saw this quote where they were saying that because of the routes that MVS is going to be running for Mahomes, there needs to be a very specific uh, timing. Uh, Between them, that seems to be developing uh, very well so far. Early in camp, definitely am interested. You know, in any player that's going to be getting, uh, especially long shots from from Mahomes, is is on my radar. Certainly,
1: my goal is to collect as many of these uh, Chiefs wide receivers as I can for cheap, and just hope I got the one that hits. Mm. It's going to be one of them. We just don't know which one. Yeah, I'm still holding on to hope where me and Donnie from two years or so ago, where we thought Nicole Hardman was like going to be the number one two guy there, getting all the. T- he makes me so mad.
0: I never got man. I'm very lucky to have dodged the Mikael Hardman hype train. I just I never understood it. um He's fast for sure, but uh, you look at his call up stats and it's just there's just not a lot there to get excited uh, about.
2: So bad, but I'm still holding him. <laughs>
1: I know. Gonna, I to, oh. you got to at this point, right? If it's yeah. not, if he doesn't do it this year, we're done with him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Kyrie Hill yeah. leaves, and he doesn't take over. It's like a solid every week catch guy. I think we're done with him, right?
0: Yeah, we have to be.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's tough considering. I mean, I don't know. I think MVS. Uh, I think MVS has had like a better ugh, has had a better career than Nicole Hardman at this point. That's kind of gross to say. Um, but I think oh. it's true. and juju, i'm not I'm not sure yet because he's had one good year, essentially. and the rest yeah. of his years have been pretty bad. Um, but that one year was record breaking. like it was it was an explosive year. Um, oh, yeah. but it hasn't hasn't been much sense. But also his situation has been weird with Big Ben, like, you know, nearing the end there and Tony Brown leaving all this stuff. So like he's kind of the unknown factor there. Um, and then, of course, there is the uh, number one rookie wide receiver from this year, Sky Moore, that is now on the Chiefs. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 weird there. I, Nicole Hardman, I, I I don't have, you know, speaking as a guy that doesn't have a lot of him, I don't have a lot of faith.
2: Well, I I still have faith in his uh, re- return duties. <laughs>
0: so oh, okay,
2: that's it's that returning. helps
0: out in the RPG leagues. That's very true. Very true. Um. Okay, that's pretty much all the news items that we have. So this episode, I I tentatively named Trade Parade because it rhymed and because I thought we could talk a bunch about trades uh, that we've done in this offseason. I have a big boy trade here that I I posted Mm -hmm. first that we can kind of uh, get off the top here. Um, So this was in our Barbarians League. It's a 10-team league. It's one QB. We start three running backs, three wide receivers, two tight ends, tight end premium. So not to mention all the other bonuses that make scores like well into the five, six hundreds uh, for a team total. Uh, This is definitely one of our more eclectic leagues. uh, And I did something that (laughs) I don't think that I will ever do again, or I don't think a lot of people have been able to do uh, because it, it was tough to pull the trigger on it, but I sold... Jonathan Taylor, running back one, Jamar Chase, in my opinion, wide receiver one, uh, and Marquez Callaway, yeah, whatever. Uh, and I got in return CD Lamb, T Higgins, JK Dobbins, uh, and two 22 first rounders, which ended up being the number one overall and the third pick overall, uh, which I then used to take Brees Hall. And I really wanted Drake London, but he got taken second. So I took Ken Walker. Okay. Um, so again, this was a really hard trade for me to pull the trigger on selling two of the top positional assets in, in Dynasty. Um, but when when I was thinking about making this trade, what my focus was on was getting more depth on my team. I wanted to be able to fill the three running back slots and the three wide receiver slots on any given week with... Bonafide studs and Jonathan Taylor and Jamar Chase were only ever going to be two out of those six slots that I needed to fill, not including the flex spot that we also have in that league. Um, and so I, I basically went and I, I got more depth and I got depth in guys that to me, I basically went from the number one wide receiver to the uh, you know fourth and the seventh. Uh, is kind of how I would tentatively rank Lamb and Higgins. Uh, I went from, yes, the number one running back, which is extremely valuable, uh, but I went from getting J.K. Dobbins, Ken Walker, and Brees Hall, um, which are all very young, still very good, uh, on, on decent situations, in my opinion, maybe less so for Ken Walker, uh, running backs that I think have, have huge upside uh, along with their youth. Um, and so, to get rid of those two guys and get back five, in my opinion, bona fide studs, I just I thought it was an even enough deal and gave me the depth that I was seeking that I I could pull the trigger on something like that.
2: Dude, the the more I look at it, the more I love it. I think it's a like, it's a great trade for you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, especially with what you got in those rookie picks,
1: uh, because now you just need one of those running backs to hit top five running back status and you win that mm-hmm. trade. And you gave yourself a good position with all three of them to hit a top five at some point.
2: Oh yeah. And you, you get your Homer dude too.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I, I full honesty was hoping, thinking that one Oh three was going to be London because the, uh, the guy that I got um, the third from uh, also had the second, I believe, or no, actually I think he had the first, I think I might be getting that wrong. Um, He had the first and I got his first from another trade And when you look at this team, this was uh, H. Tizzle, I believe. Uh, When you look at this team, I thought running back Needy for sure. And so I thought that 102, which he had still, was going to be uh, Walker for sure. And he went London. And so, uh, yeah, kind of made it easy slash difficult for me because I thought London would be there. But was pretty happy to take Walker in a situation where three running backs, you kind of want to get the most you can. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, that trade was two months ago, maybe more. Yeah. Um, and I think as Donnie said, I, I, every time I look at it, I think I like it more and more. So we'll see how it, how it turns out. I'm all um, for
1: the selling high on the running back on the Jonathan Taylor. You just don't know how long their shelf lives are going to be. I mean, mm-hmm. I still think he's going to be a monster for the next couple of years, but like, we just don't know when's the yeah. Achilles pull. When, like, you know, there's just so many weird things I have with running backs. The hard one is the Jamar Chase, being like a 21-year-old wide receiver one.
0: Literally the... yeah
1: be one for like eight to ten years. Literally
0: the only way I was able to justify... Because uh, actually, the deal was set without T. Higgins. And I was cool. like, I can't, I can't justifiably pull this trigger unless I'm getting... I, I need a piece from the Bengals. I, 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 I want to stay invested in that team. And being able to add T there, who also could have a you know eight-year lifespan with Joe Burrow throwing him the football, I think that's what definitely pushed it over the fence for me personally.
1: Yeah, that T Higgins app is a big one.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of my biggest trade. I do have a couple uh, smaller ones like towards the bottom of the list here, but uh, I see the next one on here is one Donnie posted. Donnie, do you want to take us through this one?
2: Yeah, dude. Um, this is just something –
0: Little random trade. I'm I'm a
2: big fan of, of Walker, man. So I'm I'm trying to Good. get him where I can. Kind of hard where uh, to get him in the leagues that you're in, though. I know you like him a lot too. But yeah, think about it, dude. Uh, Chris Carson. Do you see that that picture of his neck? The little mm-hmm. uh, the metal piece. It's like, dude. He, I hope he doesn't come back for his own for his own health. You know.
0: I was tempted to add that as a news item, the the Chris Carson neck injury. But um, to be honest, I think it would just make me uh, too sad to talk about. Oh, yeah. It, so. Yeah, dude. So then I in this league, I, I also own Penny. So I,
2: I really wanted mm-hmm. to lock up that backfield. So I I gave up uh, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, and Davis Price, the dude drafted by San Francisco. And I got a Claypool, Mooney, a Walker, and then a 23-3rd. Which I, I think Claypool, uh, he's still yet yet to be seen if he's, he's going to be a solid player or not. But he has that, that boom-bust upside. Mooney, man, I, I love Mooney, dude. And he's uh, pretty much the only guy on that me. team. Yeah, dude. I mean, who else? Uh, Fields loves him. So they, they got a connection. So and we don't know. Uh, AJ Brown, is kind of hard letting him go. But I have him in a lot of places,
0: dude. So well, you know what? Let's diversify. It's weird to think about Mooney being the veteran wide receiver on the Bears when yeah. Lewis Jones is older than him and a rookie. That's wild. It's very weird. It's very strange. We got Byron
1: Pringle. Oh. Oh yeah, forget about that. Well, Byron Pringle's our wide receiver too this year.
0: Hey man, uh, once you pop. Dude, he yeah, had
1: that one game last
2: year, dude. Went off. The Byron. That's Pringle. True you'll so, always have that game yeah, yeah, ironically
1: Byron pringle just got arrested about 10 minutes from where i live down here not too long ago like a month oh, okay. or so ago
2: i remember hearing about that i remember you bring that up one of the leagues
1: if i would have known you he, he was in town and about to get arrested i would have went over and slapped him silly and tell him to get back to chicago and play for us next year you could have so taken the fall for him i know yeah. like, hey yeah, man I, I got you on teams like you're on my team like get back up there i got you
2: so I mean I, I wonder if that guy has some uh, upside with the kick returns too, but we'll we'll see how it goes because so does Herbert. They have a couple guys.
1: On the nah, the kick return way. guy on um on the Bears this year is going to be what's is it, Velus Jones?
2: Yeah, I think so too. He's probably Herbert. He he did a lot of work last last season. And I, great. Think,
0: I mean, if they they could totally have drafted Velas Jones, seeing something that hasn't been seen yet, but what he was in college was a return specialist. That was his, that was his whole deal was, was, and he did really well at it. He was, he was an electric returner. Um, They, they have him lining up. I think, you know, camp buzz wise, he's the wide receiver too, which okay. Um, But he doesn't have a track record for it. From what I've read,
1: they want to use him in like a Debo Samuel type way. Um, Okay. Where he runs a lot of sweeps. Mm-hmm. Runs a bunch of like quick wide receiver screens. Basically just get the ball in his in his hand quickly after the snap of the ball and just let him do electric thing. Um he's obviously yeah. not Debo and our team yeah. is nowhere near the 49ers, so he's not don't go out and draft him like, Oh my god, the next Debo.
0: Yeah.
1: But that that's what they envision for him. A kick return specialist and then somebody who can catch slants and make big plays and quick wide receiver screens and jet sweeps and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that's what they're looking at for him.
2: Well, yeah, dude. Every year, a guy comes out of nowhere. Uh, maybe it's this guy. We'll have to Pretty see. True.
1: I mean, there's no one else to give the ball to besides Pringle. So,
0: but <laughs> yeah. uh, besides all the Bears wide receivers talk, which I know is a real hot item uh, to talk about. Yeah, oh, because... you know, we
1: have equinemia Saint Brown.
0: Oh. oh. Oh yeah, the Saint Brown.
1: Maybe Great. learning. Maybe from he can brother.
0: learn a thing or two from his younger brother. Yeah.
1: I just uh, think right now I have to uh, hear the name Equinamius or pronounce like it, it now yeah. anytime there's a Bears game on.
0: Oh, good. Times. Hey, I'll say one thing. They got the name for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that deal. I think I was telling you when you were thinking about doing this deal, Donnie. I like that deal just because for me, I don't. I, Okay. So Claypool and Mooney. I think is pretty close to AJ Brown, like in value, like you're you're diversifying a bit, you're getting two like pretty high upside wide receivers uh, for, you know, AJ Brown, who is superstar level talent or, you know, ascending to be that, but to get rid of AJ Brown and Miles Sanders and kind of take yourself out of the Eagles equation here, which I think is still like Kind of murky, gross. Like, don't really want to deal with it personally. And then to get Walker, who I would rather have Walker over Sanders or Davis Price easily. Um, I think math wise, you you ended up with more value on your side there. I agree.
2: Yeah, yeah, dude. So it, it was
0: all about Walker for that trade. Mm-hmm. And we still don't know if Jalen Hurts can
1: produce top yep. ten wide receiver numbers. Sure. Yeah. We don't know that yet.
0: The way I've been kind of looking at it is i love aj brown i have him on a bunch of teams i i've been trying to sell him for you know not cheaply but for what i can get for him because um aj brown on uh the titans you know he was kind of a letdown he had good games um but it was pretty clear that they didn't really have another option to take away attention from him so as soon as teams would lock him down there's not much he can do and then he's he's I think you go one or two ways because he's going to the Eagles and they have, you know, Devonta Smith, they have Goddard. um, They have a couple of good pass catching RBs in the backfield. Um, So that could either mean less opportunities for AJ Brown, maybe, or maybe less attention on AJ Brown. I think you kind of go one or two ways, but um, I just think it's just too murky there. And with Hertz being that like X factor in terms of you really don't know what Hertz can do. Yet with AJ Brown, um, I think that's just a situation where if you can capitalize on on the name value there, I don't mind, you know, selling him for for other pieces at this point.
2: Well, dude, and you got to think like AJ Brown, bunting on the other side, did it clear clear some lanes for Hurts to run, and that's what he's really good at. True.
1: So I kind of got a random side question here. Uh, God forbid we never want this to happen, but let's say Jalen Hurts gets hit on a play, goes down, right? Would your opinion of AJ Brown's fantasy numbers for the rest of the year go up or down with Gardner Minshew coming in? <laughs> I think he's more
2: hmm. but, Yeah, probably, yeah. He'll, he'll probably be hyper targeted, dude. He's a he's yeah. a big dude. He's a big yeah. dude, easy target. He catches the ball really well. You would think it would it would be AJ Brown for the target so.
0: That's a good question, and it's it's pretty that's pretty mysterious to me. But um, I could see it's it. I could see point. I could see him being locked in. That's very interesting. I I want to now go back and see exactly who Minshew was was hyper targeting back when he was uh, leading he the Jags.
1: That one game he had a play for the Eagles last year. He played
0: great, Minshew. Yeah. Well, then he's. I, I think he's the best okay. backup in the league. Right? Like, is there a better backup quarterback besides maybe? Jacoby Brissett is pretty good. I, well, Baker Mayfield, I guess, is technically one. Yeah. I don't know if we can count him as a backup. Is he even going to play NFL anymore? Oh, wait
1: on. I don't know, man. Um, let me see here. I'm looking at like Minshew. It feels like the Browns have the
0: record for quarterbacks that they've drafted that end up going to play in like the CFL or, or like, some other oh, league. So many.
1: Yeah, Minshew was
0: 20 for
1: 25 for 242 and two touchdowns with no picks. Like yeah, that's really that's good.
0: Really good. Yeah. And who who were they playing
2: that
1: game? Do you remember? I mean, it was the Jets. Oh,
0: uh, okay. well, you know. Throw it out. Throw it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't don't count that.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's still the NFL team. No, for no, sure. Twenty no, yeah. for twenty-five with two touchdowns, and no picks for a seventh-round guy who was a backup. I, sure. I don't know. Uh, do you think that? Um, did Jalen Hurts have that high of a completion percentage in any game last year?
0: I'm not sure. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure, but I can't. I, I, right. I reckon
1: not. Yeah, I don't It's just an interesting thought about AJ Brown that I was thinking
0: mm-hmm. about. That is interesting. They also have Strong there now, too, rookie quarterback. Oh, well, yeah. So, I don't know if that means anything, but I just wanted to mention it because I knew it. <laughs> uh, and anyway, uh, Eric – I, I definitely want you to take us through this next one, man, that you have posted up here where uh, you acquired, I would say two out of the three guys that you got are borderline untouchable assets. Like like no one can trade yeah. for these guys, but you got two of them, and you also got another player on top. So let's let's talk about this one. Oh, this is a fun one.
1: All right. So in a league that I was in a total rebuild in, just amassed draft picks. I think I had seven 22 first rounders in a 12 team league. And I have four 23 first rounders. So just a That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, is
2: just an amazing feat to have.
1: that good. First. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I ended up trading Jalen Waddle, a 22 first, which is the 1.01, 22 first, which is a 1.05, and then four 23 firsts for <laughs> Josh Allen, uh, Swift and Kyle Pitts, which is just insane. Um,
0: Yeah, it's unreal.
1: In my, I mean, you can say I'm way off for this, but in my estimation, I would say Josh Allen is worth three of those 23 firsts, maybe a little bit more, being probably the number one asset in Superflex in Dynasty football. Um, So I have that. Then Kyle Pitts is worth at least two to three of these firsts. And then Swift just also being a running back probably worth two firsts and Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. so I think I actually made up pretty well. Because my yeah. rationale, my rationale behind it is I'm giving up six firsts and Jalen Waddle, but all six of those firsts I am on my knees praying they turn into any of those three players, especially Pitts and Allen. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to draft with any of those that's better than those two guys at premium positions like tight end and quarterback?
0: yeah there's just no comparable like for pits alone there's no comparable asset like for a tight end like you are looking at guys that are you know five years older at least that can uh get in the same tier Mm -hmm. uh as him in terms of you know fantasy points per game uh and then you are getting in my i I mean i think in a lot of people's opinions at this point the best fantasy quarterback um in football uh I think the only argument that some people could have is Mahomes, but to me it's Josh Allen, like 10 out of 10 times. Uh, And then you you add on Swift, who is a 23-year-old running back on, again, in my opinion, but I think one that's becoming more popular, an ascending offense in the Lions. I think the Mm -hmm. Lions are only going up. Um, And you take the pass catching back for the Lions, who are in a great position to, uh, you know, pass a lot with their situation. Yep. Um so yeah you gave up a lot of question marks and Waddle who is uh probably gonna go into like a bit of a worse situation with Hill uh coming onto the Dolphins team and, and making targets a little more uh you know spread out. Right. Um and you turn them into three great assets like hallmark assets. So and here's I, I point, love
1: it. I still had five 22 first round picks. Wow. So. Might I as well at really that point, right? Added, I, I, yeah. I think it was Jameson Williams, Drake London, Chris Olave, Sky Moore. And I think I got one other that I can't think of. I, it might've been Dotson. I'm not sure though off the top of my head.
0: And so I, mean, I basically yeah, why added,
1: not? I threw darts at five wide receivers. Yeah. So I'm feeling pretty happy about that. I don't think I'm going to contend this year, but now that I have all of these young assets with, two fantasy monsters for the next mm-hmm. 10 years in Pitts and Allen. Yeah. I have a core to build around again. Yep. It could go either way, but I would rather take the known asset for the unknown with the draft picks.
0: 100%. Yeah. Yep. I love that. That's a fun trade.
1: It was a very fun trade.
0: I have another one on here. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll put all, uh, I'll put my money where my mouth's at in terms of uh, the smack talk. I was uh, dishing out on McLaurin. Um, and I'll talk about the trade that I did uh, where I acquired Joe Burrow uh, in a 10-team league Superflex. Uh, I traded away McLaurin. I traded away Jalen Hurts. And I traded away the 103, which ended up being Drake London. Uh, and I got back Burrow and the 202 and the 203 where I took uh, Sky Moore, and I believe I traded the two hundred three away for something, uh, but I can't remember. But overall, the intention there was was getting Burrow, which uh, my quarterbacks now in that league are Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Aaron Rodgers, which I feel very very solid about.
1: Sky Moore two hundred two is kind of crazy. I don't think I saw him not go right? in the first round anywhere.
0: Um, I got. It was actually funny. I, I believe I'm thinking of the least correctly, uh, where that was uh, the pick after uh, Go Guy Go, uh, who is the who is uh, Michael on uh, the Poor Man's Podcast, uh, mm-hmm. who took, I believe he took Ritter, uh, right before I took Sky Moore, and we were talking about this on his podcast, where he was hoping that it would start a QB frenzy and that I would go. <laughs> willis and and let him have uh uh let him have sky Moore because I, I actually i'm remembering correct i think that i then traded my 203 uh to go guy go uh later in the draft and so he was hoping that i would take willis out of panic uh and get sky Moore but i ended up with sky Moore and was very it, back, hard, but... it backfired
1: it always yeah. does it always does do when you yep. make a plan I get his logic, though. Just backfired a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I um, totally get the logic. It was it was good game <laughs> theory.
1: 100%. I will say, looking at this trade, I think it really depends on what we talked about in the last podcast with Evan mm-hmm. about what happens with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts balls out, gets the big long-term contract, and he's the Eagle guy going forward, I think you gave up way too much for Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. But... If, like we talked about, he doesn't fall out, maybe Minshew takes over. Or even if he doesn't take over, they just decide Hurts is not the guy. He doesn't get the contract and they move on. It feels like you stole Burrow. Like, it's a
0: very risky trade. It, it, it was very
1: it was, could yeah. be lopsided depending which way this Hurts thing goes.
0: But it's, It was it's, a gamble. It's safe. Um,
1: it's safe for you, though, getting Burrow.
0: Yes. Yeah. It was a gamble giving Hertz away. I get that. Um, I also gave away, you know, uh, Drake London, who, who's pretty high up, up the charts. But, um, yeah, just having that stability with quarterback with Allen and Burrow for the next 10 years. I just I wanted that more than dealing with the question marks of, of Hurts, whether, you know, whether or not he would get the contract, whether or not he does ball out. I, I feel like I don't need to worry about my quarterbacks now for A decade um which is i just
1: i just looking at that trade i almost just wonder if there was a way for you to get burrow without giving up either mclaurin or london
0: Mm, yeah that it was pretty deep negotiations we were going back and forth quite a bit there um might have been possible but at a certain point i do uh, this might be taken advantage of later by our league mates but after negotiations have gone on long enough, I just want to deal. Like I just want to That's I wanna get down to it. I want to get down to business. And so I I, maybe I let that one go a little early, but um I still really like having I don't think I have Allen and Burrow in any other league. Um, just having those two young QBs in my stable is just it feels really nice. Um and so yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that works out. Um, I get I have, that
1: feeling, though, about just wanting to get trades done. I think there was yeah. once where I went on a three-week negotiation with no shelter <laughs> on a trade. And um, finally, yeah. so I think he technically won the value in the end. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm he, too invested to just turn it down and just... I'm
0: guilty of that, too. Specifically with him, he, he definitely wore me down on at least one trade, if not maybe two, where it I was, was just like... It wasn't like,
1: really as lopsided as it started, but it yeah. got to a point where I'm like... I'm three weeks invested in this and I just don't want to cut it off and just fine.
0: Maybe (laughs) we'll talk about just crazy RPG events too on, on one podcast where we can talk about no shelter. And then the three headed monster that tried to Um, ruin our entire integrity across all leagues by playing the same account. One person. Um, that was a really fun time. Yeah. um, but, yeah, so that's good for that one, I think. Um, which one do you want to go over, Donnie? You have a couple Well, All right, well,
2: I'll, I'll do one more, man. And
0: this one I really like. I don't know what the guy was thinking,
2: but I was up to pick at the 112, and the dude shot me over an offer of DK Metcalf. So I was just like, what? Like, let me read this again. And then I was like, yeah, dude. Uh, I think he ended up taking Christian Watson. And I was like, what? So I I just smashed the set. The lead went crazy. I'm like, dude, I didn't send an offer. I just accepted it, you know. But uh, that's pe- wild. People, I I don't know if he's down on lock, but I'm I'm thinking I have a really good team in that lead. One of my best teams. So, and I got so much wide receiver depth, dude. I could let him sit on the bench and and just chill for a year, man. So
0: wild to not have to give up more than one first for DK. In yeah, my I mean, and it means, and man. if. If his thing was lock, I don't even get that because, look, man, I love DK. I really hope he stays, but I just I got a gross feeling in my tummy about about that. I I think there's still a chance that DK is not a Seahawk, um, like this year. I, traded
2: I, traded to the Packers,
0: uh, DK. Sure.
2: Don't you can't speak
1: that evil in this chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking fancy
2: wise, all right? That'd be that'd be here. That would I'll, I'll
0: I'll tip the balance back, Eric. And I, dude, the Bears don't have a wide receiver. DK to the Bears?
2: No, all my Mooney shares, dude. <laughs> oh <my goodness.
1: laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not saying. I, I mean, of of course, I would love to have DK Metcalf on the Bears. Problem is the price to go get him. I yeah. think needs to be used on rebuilding so many other aspects of our team mm-hmm. NFL wise. I don't know if that's the right move. Oh yeah, like, yeah, is the piece you go get when you're ready to go win the Super Bowl right now, and the Bears are not there.
2: Yeah, they, they um, could trade for like a veteran quarterback. You know, somebody good that'd be that'll work pretty good too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> look, man. If I'm I'm I, I, saying, if I, I just, have to sit here and tell you guys, I'm excited to see. uh the tandem QB duo of uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. I uh, I don't think I can sit here and lie to you guys and, and pretend I'm excited to see that. I still think there's a chance Baker finds his way there. If I, I prefer- don't even know if, if I prefer that, to be honest. I don't know. He's got to be better than Drew Locke. I'm mean- hearing, like, Jimmy Garoppolo is also, like, possible but there's I'd, no way the Niners trade Jimmy G to the Seahawks well, no I, well I, I'm they, hearing Jimmy have G gets him. released yeah yeah I'm hearing uh, he gets released. released yeah
1: but I don't think they'll release him I think they'll yeah be like hey team give me a seventh rounder to keep him away from Seattle
0: yeah maybe I don't um, know all I know is that uh it's 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 gonna be a very dark year for but, um, fans in the northwest but back back
1: to the trade Donnie I think that is one of the most lopsided ones that we put in our, yeah, that's you know, that's ridiculous. Like you could not have smashed that accept button fast enough on that oh. to get a yeah. wide receiver okay. that has top ten fantasy wide receiver potential anywhere mm-hmm.
0: he goes for a last for Christian Watson round. It, let's let's let yeah. let's lay it down like brick for brick. You traded DK Metcalf for Christian Watson. Exactly. Yeah, dude. I'm not, I I I'm almost. I almost. Like, what are to we talking something.
2: about? I wanted to add something because I felt I felt bad. <laughs> you <but>. felt bad. <laughs> Maybe I I think that's right? Crazy evaluation like, like, on that.
0: Please, sir, take a second at least.
2: <laughs> like, think about this. Man,
1: that dude really is down on the Seahawks.
2: Yeah, dude. I, I don't know what happened there.
1: That's brutal. I mean, brutal. Ch- how ch- chain, high of a first round pick are you going that you feel like it equals out DK Metcalf? I
0: don't think unless I needed a running back really badly and was like really high on Hall, I, I don't think I would do DK for the 101.
2: I mean, so, so I need a little guys, something more. It's like, maybe he's a super homer, you know, and he's like, oh, I really want my guy. And I'm going to yeah. do it no matter what,
1: you know? Yeah, maybe. I, if I own DK, I would do DK straight up for the 1.01 or the 1.02 this year, because I'm i that high on Hall in London. Anything mm-hmm. past that, i need more than that first.
0: I think I'd need a throw in. I'd, I'd need like a third... Or like some some extra something.
1: something. I, I personally like London more than I like DK, but that's just me. I, I don't think that's a very I don't know if that's a common thought, but yeah. I, I I like London
0: a lot. Like, it's a bit spicy, but I, I could I, I see what you're throwing down for sure. I mean and then it's, just it's, running back value in Hall. At that point you are cutting you're getting three years of value with Drake London being three years younger. Uh, and you're basically betting on the Falcons figuring out their QB situation before the Hawks can. Yeah. Like that's, true. that's essentially um, the value thought there, which I, I don't think that's too crazy.
1: Um I don't think so either. I don't think it's like a super spicy hot take, but mm-hmm. that that's where my evaluation will go with that. But no, Donna, you made out with that, man. That's,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, that's a sick one.
1: You know, you're winning it when you feel bad accepting it from the
0: other person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. have one of those on this list that uh, I'll get to later. But for now, it's your turn, Eric. Who, which one do you uh, want to talk I about? I really want to talk about this one because I'm not 100% how I feel
1: on it, but I feel pretty good. But it could also be my Chicago Bears biases speaking in. Mm. Um, So this trade, so the thing behind this is we did a, this is a startup league. And we did our startup draft and then our rookie draft for 22 later, uh, just to give context to this. So I traded Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Hurts, and Rashad Bateman for David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, the 1.02 for this year, the 2.09 for this year, and uh, 2023 first for next year and i with that 1.02 took drake london um the 2.09 i forget who it was but it was just someone i'm taking a shot on i don't think that was Mm -hmm. anything super relevant um so basically london montgomery mooney and a 23 first for elliott um hertz and bateman yeah and i really like it i like it but i'm trying not to like be bears biased again i'm I have not met anybody who's as high in Montgomery as I am this year. I think Montgomery has a shot at top five running back. If things fall the right way, I really Mm -hmm. think he has a chance to do really well. Best case scenario for Mooney's probably wide receiver 20 this year, somewhere in that range, but he has good future upside. Um, But to get Drake London and then a 23 first for next year for Zeke, who's going to fall off at any moment. Oh yeah. Uh, Jalen hurts, which again was that risk reward bet we talked about earlier. That I don't feel great about having him on a lot of teams, mm-hmm. and then I'm really high on Bateman, but I'm not as high on Bateman as I am on London. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. But again, if I'm if I'm being too bears heavy and too big with that, um, you guys can like call me on that a little bit. Would you say um, you're being a bit bearish?
0: I am being a little bit bearish, maybe a little I mean, unbearable. Um, as long as
2: you're
1: not embarrassed by the trade. Then you're- <laughs> I mean, if you
0: are, you'll kind of have to just grin and bear it at this point.
1: (laughs) One last piece of context for the people listening. It is a double super flex league with no starting quarterback. So I don't have to start Hurts at a quarterback. position, And I already have Lamar Jackson. And I also have Jared Goff, I think. Um, Which isn't great. But again, I don't have to start a QB technically, which you should. Mm -hmm. But I can get away with having two QBs right now. For a team, I didn't think was going to compete right away. Anyway,
0: yeah, no, I, I, I like it. I, I, think that the, the 23 first, I think that definitely throws it over the fence for me. I'm not, I'm not as high up on Monty as, as you are. Uh, mm-hmm. Top five, I, I, I just, I just don't know. I, the Bears There's are just a world that happens. I think the Bears are just projected to be such a like bottom offense this year that I, I have a hard time putting chips on the running back there because I feel like they're going to be behind a lot. We um, are, but Montgomery is a very good pass catching back. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's anytime true. we're down by that goal line, it's going to be hurts or it's going to be Montgomery running it in. Hmm. Anytime. Sure, we're down sure. there. And yeah, I feel that. that, that I see a world where Montgomery gets 1200 yards in like something weird, like 13 touchdowns just from pure volume oh, when we get down there. Um, and I mean, he's been a top five rusher in the league before on a not good offensive team.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, he he got some running back one upside for sure. So that's, Mm. that's solid.
1: So I'm, and I'm also just, I'm very, I defend Montgomery a lot. I think he's been so underrated for how good he's been for the bears the whole time he's been there. And he just seems to fly under the radar everywhere. And I'm like, if Montgomery was on a team, like with the offensive line that Dallas has, dude, would be a top three to five pick every year. Like, he is a Uh, very good running back.
2: They should trade him to the Rams for Caremaker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, keep uh, keep that Achilles over there. I'm good. Um, but no, what are you guys' thoughts on the trade? I'm happy with it, um, but yeah. again, I thought maybe I was being a little Bears biased.
0: No, I, I, like I said, I think the the first, I, I think without the first, it's looking a little more, eh, like even-ish, but maybe leaning on the, res- the uh, receive side of that a little bit for me. With the first added onto there, I think you landslide it, like slam up. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: And I don't I like think it. any of the players I gave him are going to make that 23
0: first like the 1.12 no if anything you you just like you justified it with sending him three players that are all kind of question marky yeah like that 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 have um not like pure question marks but all have the there's a possibility that either the three guys they they don't do anything this year they're like they're not anywhere close to what they're projecting to be um yeah yeah
2: I can see that guy,
1: he's just in win now mode and he's just
2: trying to just get it this year and figure it out
1: next. And I think I got Zeke in like the seventh round in that startup. So I was like, man, if I could flip Zeke into value and I was able to get value in that trade out of him.
0: Yeah. Was this the Twin Blades? That's Twin Blades. Okay. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, where Zeke was just sitting there in like the seventh round, I'm like, Okay, like, I know we're all down on Zeke, mm-hmm. but, like, he's still the starting running back for the Cowboys. <laughs>
0: you know, it's an interesting question. It, I can't remember. Did Pollard go before Zeke? I, I'm sure he, he did
1: might. because of the scoring. Yeah. He did go yeah. before a well bit before. You might have taken him, actually. Who did me? Him?
0: I don't think so. I don't um, think um, so. I might have I taken him. Donnie might have taken him. I love Pollard. I wish yeah. I could have taken him. Here, while you guys
1: start on that next um, – the next trade i'll i'll look it up
0: real quick yeah um i think it's my turn yeah or is it donnie's turn uh go ahead no, it's sure. your turn. Sure, sure. uh sure uh okay yeah i promised this at the top of the show so i will go ahead and include this trade um this was a really tough negotiation this this i think was a, a week straight um, not in an RPG league, but with a fellow RPG member, uh N Drew Ke. in I don't really know how Andrew how... Ke. And, Juki. and, and, Juki. <laughs> and Uh but yeah, we went back and forth on this for a while. Um, we were working on a couple different uh versions of this, but I ended up um this this is a team that I won two years ago with, um, but now just like my depth is just kind of falling off the tracks a little bit. I had depth pieces like um, I had Antonio Brown and I had Julio and I had Cole Beasley as like my backup uh, wide receivers. And now they're all like, yeah, who knows? Um, So I think I'm going into like a little bit of a soft rebuild here. Um, And so I had uh, Kyler Murray and I had Terry McLaurin um, and I sold them both. And I got back Justin Fields, Hunter Renfro and two 23 firsts that in my opinion are like their their floor is mid. One of them could go early. Two of them might go early, even, but I think at least one of them might go like top five. Um so you know, I I have Hertz as well uh, in that league. And uh I think I also have uh I have some backup quarterbacks. I have Gino, I have Gardner Minshew, um But other than that, like I said, my depth was just kind of looking piss poor. And so I I trade away Murray um, and I get Fields hoping that, you know, once the Bears start to rebuild a bit, get some some more offensive power that he can take off as like a, you know, prolific rushing QB. Um, Trade away McLaurin, which to be honest, man, it sounds weird. But when you measure up McLaurin versus Renfro, it's a lot it's a lot more even than I think a lot of people would would say. Um, I, I treat Renfro as like kind of the same tier as McLaurin. I think they have similar uh floors, and uh I think Lauren might have a little bit of a higher ceiling, but not much, especially when I'm so down on on Wentz and the commanders uh, as a whole. And then getting two firsts next year in a loaded class where both teams are sort of struggling as well with with a little bit of a depth problem and i could see them not being uh super late first um i don't know i just i, I liked the value that i was getting for for my two players and, and getting four assets in return there
2: uh renfo dude he's a he's a he's a sneaky good play man he's ppr monster cup junior over here come 2.0 yeah. i guess you could say uh and then and then Phil's, man if it works out with him with those two firsts on top, I, I think you're looking pretty.
1: Oh, I, I agree totally. And quick to follow up on the draft thing, uh, our own Evan EP low took Pollard at 7.02.
0: Was that and a snipe? He, for yeah. Me? I,
1: I think it was a snipe on you. <laughs> and um, I took Zeke at 8.07. Oh, wow. wow. That's that's, a, nuts. In that's nuts. He went that low. I forgot he went that low. He, I'm like, nobody taking this guy, I'll, I'll take him in the eighth round. Um, but, yeah, that's just to follow that up, which is crazy how far Zeke's value has fallen. That is um, crazy. So, with this trade, right, like the, the fields. So, to me, it's Renfro for McLaurin, and then it's fields, 223 firsts for Murray, right? Mm. And yeah. I'm a little bit lower on Murray than most because Murray will win you your first six weeks, and then you don't know. Like his history in the league has been, he comes out of the gates firing and mm-hmm. you're just doing great. And all of a sudden he just falls off. next thing you know, you're losing half your games. And all of a sudden yeah. you're in the fourth seat, looking at the playoffs, like, can I, what, what am I doing with Murray? Mm-hmm. And let's not
0: forget Murray's situation got markedly worse this year. Yes. D hop is on a six game suspension. He loses Christian Kirk. He loses chase Edmonds. Um, that's Green, a lot of year older that's a lot of offensive firepower off the table, man. Um, yeah. And I just, you know, his rushing upside is probably going to continue to be good until he decides he doesn't want to be a rushing quarterback anymore, which I feel like is kind of the way it tends to go. Um, and I don't know. I just uh, being a Hawks fan, it, it was a little more easy for me, I guess, maybe to, to move Murray. Um, oh, I don't, I don't like gonna- to root for him as much, but uh right. I think the value was there.
1: Like, clearly Murray's still a top seven quarterback. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say he's like, oh, he's not a top ten or anything like that. But to get Justin Fields in 223 firsts, Justin Fields, who's going to start every game for the Bears, that he's healthy. And put up rushing production.
2: Oh, with the floor, yeah. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. like, he's going to have a floor every week he's in. In um, yeah. some weeks, that floor might be higher than Kyler because he's probably got less of an injury issue than Kyler, too. Kyler seems to get nicked up all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just I think that's a really lopsided trade in your favor, actually. I'd I really like that trade for you. Um, Love to hear it. I would be selling Murray for the highest possible value I could anywhere I could right now. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can pull a starting quarterback in 223 first for Murray, I am smashing except anywhere I have Murray. Because I think you're only going to see it go down. I just don't see him as a long-term QB solution in dynasty. He by himself on certain weeks might just win you the week because he just has one of those Murray weeks. Mm-hmm. But like, how many? How often does that happen? And how often does injured limpy Murray happen? Like, I, it's, it's funny that you also oh, right? say
0: yeah. it's so true. Where he his start is always so good um, for you know the first eight games or so, yeah. and his best wide receiver is suspended for six out of those eight yeah. games this year. Yeah, so. and don't
1: forget that he's still being weird with the Cardinals. Yeah, Like, just scrubbing the Instagram and then saying, oh, nope, everything's actually fine, and then putting it back. And from reports that I've heard, he's very self-centered, very me-focused, not mm-hmm. much about the team. Like well, he's, he's
2: always playing video games too, dude. He's, like, on Twitch all the time yeah. instead of putting in extra work.
1: So uh, this, I, this is
0: great to be validated because this the, all, everything you guys are saying was all at the back of my mind about yeah. selling Murray. This was all just like bonus reasons why they weren't like ever like actual like right. real reasons but but hearing it be validated by you guys is mm-hmm. <laughs> is helping me a lot. <laughs>
1: like if somebody offered me Lamar Jackson for Kyle Murray straight up, I'd be smashing accept yeah. because even though Lamar has kind of some of the same issues that Murray does, I know Lamar is in the workout room, like hardcore into studying. He is so zoned into winning football games. Yeah. that I know that dude is going to put in his 110%. You
0: guys know uh yes. Lamar's Lamar's mom is his agent? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I just figured he was his own agent. No, I, I think he is like, I think they kind of do it in tandem. I think okay. him and his mom are the agent. Right.
1: And, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And here's the other thing. The last thing we saw of Kyler Murray was that awful game against the Rams. Now, don't get me wrong. Rams had a Super Bowl winning defense. Aaron Donald's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You're going to make any quarterback look stupid, right? How many more things like that can he put up before Cliff Kingsbury gets fired? I've heard a lot of in-the-know NFL personalities come on shows. And talk about that. About seventy-five percent of the league would not want Kyler Mar- Murray as their starting quarterback because he has such a yeah. specific skill set.
0: Look, look. There's a there's a looking stupid by a you know extremely talented NFL defense in the Rams, but then there's also giving up, and that's he that's like what I up. saw. Yeah, it looks like he gave up.
1: The last yeah. time we saw a quarterback look like they gave up was Cam Newton in the Super Bowl against the Broncos, mm-hmm. and he was never Cam again after that. Mm. Bill was good, but he was nowhere close to MVP Super Bowl Cam. Well, let's let let's say Murray has a bad season this year, dude. He can
2: go. He can just go play baseball, man. He's yeah. highly drafted <laughs> he there. The or
1: overall pick by the Oakland Athletics, and they're dying to get a shortstop. Right, they're terrible this year.
2: Yeah, dude. He can just go switch it up,
1: man. You know, they're yeah, they're like Kyler. We'll give you two hundred million. Come play baseball. Oh, he get
2: paid so much more too.
1: Yeah. less yeah. In- And like less injury risk for sure. Yeah, If he's as moody as they say he is and the way that he like thinks about that kind of stuff, I don't know. There's just a lot of red flags with him that I moved off him in every league I had him last year at some point. Yeah. I don't have any Caliberry stock right now, and I'm totally fine with that. I think we should yeah. do one more trade, and it's the one me and you made, Corey, and then we'll see. We'll let Donnie decide. Okay, and then after
2: that, I say you guys can save sleepers for the next show. I have a trade okay. I want you guys to evaluate.
0: Okay, great. Um, yeah, I can I can kind of take the lead here. Uh, so so this is in our Dragons League, which is a which is a best ball league, which I don't have too many of. Um, so kind of different evaluations here for that, but uh, essentially the trade that went down was that um, I sent away Fields. Uh, Robert Tunyon and a 207 and I got back Tua and Travis Kelsey Um, to me with what my team looked like I am sort of in a win now ish situation I have some aging assets my running backs are Derek Henry Christian McCaffrey Leonard Fournette Um, I believe I also have Tony Pollard there but Um, I also have like D hop and uh, just, just some kind of older guys. And so uh, to me, you know, fields is kind of, again, in this situation where it's like, you know, who knows what happens with him? He'll have a nice rushing floor, but uh, in terms of uh, the future or like a win now team, I I, I just wasn't really sure about him. Uh, Kind of similar can be said with Tua, but getting Kelsey in a two tight end, tight end premium, league on a win now team where my tight ends before that were Robert Tunyon Hayden Hurst and I think Gerald Everett um I really needed an upgrade there for my tight end room so I think that I think that the the trade was was pretty even uh in terms of what was being uh given up there but you know in terms of my side I was I was pretty happy with it uh especially in in the league format and and given its best ball
1: I guess the logic on my side of it was Kelsey's hitting that break point where I want to get him off my teams. Um, being thirty-two years old, I want to sell my value high. Um, I don't know how much longer he can keep putting up these crazy numbers, and I am just not a Tua buyer. I just I've seen enough. I he can still prove me wrong, and they're gonna go all in on him this year with what they got down there. I just don't see it with Tua. I think he's. Does not have a good arm. I don't think he makes great decisions, and I don't think he has leadership qualities. I don't see him rallying any of the players on his teams. He seems pretty defensive, and the coaches seem to have to defend him a lot. And I think it spoke volumes that the Dolphins went so hard after Deshaun Watson when they had Mm -hmm. a second-year Tua right there. And I don't like that. Like, with the Bears, the Bears weren't going after Deshaun, but they had Fields because they believe in the guy. When your entire coaching staff is publicly going after another quarterback, that gets me really worried about that quarterback. they're seeing stuff that we're not on a daily basis, right? So I just wanted to off my team, and I be- I believe in fields and longevity. Here's my Bears bias again. But I do really <laughs> believe in him. I think he's going to be good. I'm, I don't know if he'll ever be a top Pro Bowl MVP, Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I think on a fantasy team, he can hit top 10 QB status at some point in his career with his rushing and throwing. Um, and I just wanted to buy in that over somebody who I think has no shot.
0: So I have a fun additional piece to add on to this, but I want to wait and see just right off the cuff in terms of value. How, how do you feel about those two sides, Donnie?
2: Now, in your case, um,
0: for your team makeup,
2: I, I think this is a great great trade for you. Kelsey to solidify that. I know Tua, I'm actually higher on Tua, especially with Tyreek Hill being there. Uh, he doesn't really have to do much, man. He can do little short passes, Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Dude, Waddle was great after the catch. Tyreek Hill's great after the catch. Kaseki's still there. Um, one of their 20 running backs, one of them, If most of the three games, he's healthy, dude. he should be dynamic. He dump the ball off to him. Uh, they got Chase Ed- Edmonds, who's a uh, great pass catching back as well. So, uh, for a win-now team, I, I think this is great. This is great for you. Personally, I, I'm leaning your side, Corey. Uh, just because Kelsey this year, I just take easy to eat. And I'm not the biggest fan of Tanya, and I'm actually rooting for the second guy, Jogara. He did all right. Yeah, he did mm-hmm. all right when Tanya got hurt last year. and uh, yeah. I, I could see a changing of the guard in that area. But, I mean, uh, it's, it's still – I think it's pretty fair, dude. Fields – I do like Phil's better than Tua. So, I think maybe uh, – so, maybe um, – I'm trying to go back and forth.
1: I'm taking a shot on that Tunnyan's is one of the only receivers left there that Rodgers really trusts. Yeah. If he's healthy, he might rack up some Rodgers points there. Because Rodgers locks in onto guys he likes and ignores people he doesn't. And I know he likes onion.
2: Who did you get with the
1: 2.7? Oh, that's a great question. I might have got Malik Willis in a super flex.
0: Uh, here. I'm actually looking at that league right now. 207. Uh, Malik Willis. Yeah, you're yep. correct. Well, that was a good guess. All right, so you, you doubled up.
1: Yep, and so now I also got Willis as a potential... Good quarterback okay. I really believe in Willis so
0: and so now all that being said uh about I think it was about two months later <laughs> after we make that trade um I flipped to a uh, uh and the 107 which I believe was Chris olave uh for Kyler Murray <laughs> which oh. kind of is a fun full circle oh nice yeah, yeah, so
1: you got Kyler and Chelsea out of that for a win now. See, that's great. Like that yeah. you set up there with that. Especially in the ball when you have your crappy Kyler week, it can get replaced.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. got to love
1: baseball. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you did you leveraged those two trades very well.
0: Yeah. I think that the combination was uh was pretty good for me. Yeah. I I I liked the two deals that got put together from that from that deal. Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited. Dragons League is really fun, man. Really um, nice, I like that it's one. it's so Donnie. I think you're you're not in this one, right, Donnie? No, I don't think I am. So it's it's a best ball, uh, but it, it's also an Empire League. So if you win twice, you get that Empire pot. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a pretty fun one. Uh, and that's like
2: a l, l fucking Empire for us. It's a, yeah our Empire
0: league man.
1: Me and Donnie are probably gonna be two of the last teams standing in that one. That's dude, gonna be fun.
2: I went all in, so I'm trying to win back to back and take that little side pot, dude.
0: I think I'm pretty far away. I I probably need a running back, but my team is my team's not looking too bad. I got Mahomes, Hurts, Jamar Chase, Paul, Josh Jacobs, some 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 names there. Oh yeah, that's that's solid, dude. It's it's gonna be I might see you, you guys there in the playoffs. Day.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then who knows? Oh. It's going to be who who can grab that yeah. that uh, waiver wire guy that yeah. comes out of nowhere, you know?
1: Yep. Don't bring up Josh Jacobs around, Evan. He hates Josh Jacobs.
0: Oh, oof. My heart. Not
1: only is he super down, it's he, he thinks he's not talented at all. He bets against him regularly, and it's the weeks <laughs> that Josh Jacobs gets like three touchdowns. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: That's that's his thing, man. That's the, So, Josh Jacobs, man, like, I don't want to go too off on him because he's not a part of our show sheet here, but... Man, if there's one thing Josh Jacobs is going to do this year in my opinion, it's going to score. He's going to score touchdowns. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, he he's to be he's, set up. He's playing three other teams in his division twice a year that are are they're going to be shootouts, like more likely yeah. than not. Yeah. The Raiders are, the Raiders have no, score. Raiders have Devonte Adams now. They're going to get up to the goal line. They're going to score points.
1: By the way, we do um those hot take things every year where you do your big yeah. hot take. One I'm stewing on right now, I'm still thinking about it, but I might pick the Broncos to finish fourth in the AFC West. I love it. I love that. Hell yeah. I might just be picking them to finish fourth. I still think the Raiders
0: are better. I think the Chargers are going to take the division. I, I think they I- I, I think the Chiefs will finish fourth, dude. I'm calling it. It's Ooh. The Chiefs. Ooh.
2: That's it's such the tough tough spicy one. Dude. I, will will tough. Warn yeah. you,
1: I will warn you, Donnie, my hot take last year was the Chiefs will miss the playoffs altogether and yeah. then to the UFC championship. Yeah, I know. We'll no. see. Betting well. <laughs> <Depending laughs> against Mahomes is a bad idea.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm still so salty about my Jalen Hurts top five QB oh, no. and he ended up like QB six or seven. I know. That was close.
1: All right, so Donnie, close. what was the last trade you wanted to go over? All right, so it's
2: just an offer that I got in the league, dude. Um, on the bottom of the show doc, I I do it all. All the information in there. Oh yeah. But I, I myself uh, I took over at orphan league. That's that's pretty crappy, dude. It it only has uh, pretty much Etn and James Cook are my only two running backs that I have. And uh, so I'm like, all right, who's the guy I can trade and try to try to get some assets? And Kyler Murray is the guy I put up on the trade block got a couple offers, and I think this one uh, is the best one I got. It's mm-hmm. So I got offered Mariota, Kareem Hunt, Pollard, Ritter, and a 23 first, which I, I think is so going to be in the mid, mid range, based on the guy's team that it's coming from. And then I would have to give up Murray and James Cook. So I'm, I'm going back and forth, and the only reason why I'm, I'm really thinking about it was when I took over this league, the dude traded his first for the last next two years. I don't know what the hell he traded it for. So I'm I'm kind of like in a in a part where I'm I, th- I think I need to go win now. And if I can acquire a first for next year, uh, that will help me re- replenish my running back room. Especially if it lands in mid with uh, the way that that this draft class is, or even use it to get a to get a back like David Montgomery or something like that. So just no. curious, uh, what do you guys guys think of well, that offer?
1: What were the trade parameters again? Like, who are the players involved?
2: Okay, so it's down here at the bottom. It would be uh, – I would receive Mariota, Ritter. So I would re- receive the Al- Atlanta quarterback room.
0: The Falcons, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then Kareem Hunt and Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard, as as Fentner uh, knows I'm, – I'm a big fan. He's a big fan. And we all think Zeke is going to fall off here pretty soon. And then a twenty-three third, so Mariota, Hunt, Pollard, Ritter, and a twenty-three third, which I predict would be mid, mid-range. And so, I would give up. And you trying to win now? Yeah, just based on how the team looks. Like a uh, so, my wide receiver room is Renfro, Hollywood Brown, and Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. and then Travis Etienne, which I I think he's going to be solid. He's a great pass yeah. catcher. Dallas Goddard. Uh, Christian Kirk, Robert Robert Woods. My other quarterbacks are Davis Mills. So, I mean, I definitely took a hit there. And Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think, only has a couple years left. So, I, I kind of feel like not having 23 first for the next two years, but this trade, I would acquire one. Uh, I feel like I, I need to go for a win-now move. But I don't know if I'm just being, like, antsy about it. Because I, I get like that, where instead of being patient and uh, waiting it out, of once I want to deal a guy, right.
0: dude, I I get in the so mode. So before I give you my analysis here, can I just say I love Godare? Is that how you said? Yeah, how... I love that. That's how I I used to say Goddard, but I'm doing Godare now. Oh, Goddard.
2: dude,
0: that's fancy. God.
2: Whatever it is.
0: No, I like I, I love that. It's it that sounds California, like it's a California. It's like California exotic. Godere, oh, uh, I love it. Uh, um, sounds French, I, Yeah, it does. It really does. Okay, you gave up. You would give up Kyler Murray and James Cook. Um, James Cook, to me, I uh, I'm very iffy on on him. I I don't I know that a lot of people are are in on him. I'm not quite there yet. I think that you're still going to have to deal with the Buffalo Bills' uh, true running back one and Josh Allen mm-hmm. uh, taking away certain valuable touches uh, for any running back there. Um, James Cook is small ish. Um, he he's got pass catching, but kind of remains to be seen if he can kind of play around with the big boys there and, and get tossed around and, and come out unscathed. So I'm I'm pretty cool with letting him go, especially when you're getting back to proven running backs in Hunt and Pollard that have uh even though they're like kind of the, you know, number two guys, they have standalone value. Um and so I I, I like those acquisitions. And then, you know, the Murray thing. Um We've talked some different smack about Murray throughout this, this pod. Um, There's things to love about Murray and there's, there's reasons to not like him as much, but if you're going to send him away, um, you definitely need to like lock up some other QB situation. Uh, And I, I, for better or worse, you, you did it with, with the Falcons. You, you have whoever's going to be the starter. uh, You have them. Um, And they are surrounded by, decent weapons now with london and Pitts. um those are really those are two fantastic pass catching options for them um so whoever is going to start there is going to get a chance to be consistent um i think it's risky um but not that risky and to go ahead and turn around and, and acquire a first on top of that uh from a team that's you know not an all-star world beater, like gonna gonna take home the championship kind of team. I for what for what your situation's looking like with that team, with your lack of running backs. I like it. I I can get down with it.
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm still on the fence, dude. But I I'm really surprised I didn't hit a set when I was drinking last night. But I <laughs> I stopped I stopped myself, dude, because I I get into junk trade modes. self control. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. No control. So i, was, I was like, you know what. Let me sit on it. Let me ask the guys in the pod and. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm definitely leaning towards uh, just hitting the set and moving on. I mean, it's, it makes it easier when you're in 35 leagues, you know. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll I'll do a lot of stupid trades because I'm like, dude, I got so many teams. It's just it's just all for fun. It's I still think
0: with with RB being the focus here, I think that for Murray, you could get like a, like a generally higher quality running back, but Pollard is really great. And and you're getting another running back on top of that and you're getting the first there. Like I can I can kind of merge those two running backs and the first together to like kind of equal the value of the of the running back you'd want to be receiving anyway.
2: Yeah, and then based on other offers I got, it's offers like Tua and Montgomery for mm-hmm. Murray is one and then some yeah. guy first and two seconds and a third and wins mm. for Murray. And, and the first he's offering is from the best team in the league when he has oh, yeah. three other firsts. I'm like, dude, maybe if you gave me, give me my own first back, you know? Like, no, no, I'll only do this one. So this um, is actually the best offer that I've got by far, I think. But it's, what it comes down to me is am I going to be patient and just wait it
0: out or am I just gonna? Sort of do my usual and presumably waiting it out for at least another year since you don't have a you, you don't have a first for the next two years right yeah so so waiting for probably two years year. to acquire that running back talent that you really really want if you're just going to do it with the draft
2: well yeah when well I, I mean waiting out and like wait till murray has a good string of games and then putting them on the block and seeing get, oh, sure, sure. kind of thing yeah. but i
0: don't know i get impatient without hopkins he might not get that hot start yeah. Also, so.
2: And like you said earlier, just being in the same division, kind of a little bit of bias. Like I own him in a few other places, but I don't really – he's not a guy that I love, you know.
1: Yeah. See, I have a completely different take on this than you guys do. Uh, I love so, it. So, I actually hate the trade for you, Donnie. I don't like it at all, to be totally honest. So, if we're thinking of a win-now window, we're thinking you want to win the 22 to 23 season, right? That's what win-now is. It's go for it, balls of the wall, let's get it in there. So, yeah. when I look at the pieces, right, I see two quarterbacks that are on the same team that we have no idea if either which one's going to start and if they're going to be any good. I see a two running backs that are technically both backups on their team at the moment. And then a 23 first, which has no impact on you winning this season. Or a easily top five to eight quarterback and a running back who could end up being the starting running back of the Buffalo Bills at some point. True. Sure. So if I'm going, if I wanted to trade for the future, I like that trade a lot more. But without having two first round picks, you've got to try to win now. And then if your team, if you can't win in the next two years, you'll have your picks back. Yeah. So you're saying- rather, if you want to trade Murray to upgrade your running back room, I would much rather try to do a package where like I flip Murray for like a Dalvin Cook and maybe like a Jared Goff. Okay. Or something like that Sometimes my running back gets thrown way up there And I still get a QB that gets me some points Consistently because I know he's the starting mm-hmm. QB Okay Seven. Yeah, yeah I think that's more of a win now let's go for it move Than what you have proposed there Because a lot of those are Man, I hope that works out
0: I and, Yeah. I, I really like that we Donnie's <laughs> here asking for advice And we gave him uh, two completely dude, polar opposite opinions <laughs> no,
1: It's, it's good,
0: man you're getting no, that, yeah, yeah. You're getting all the opinions, you're getting so both now sides you, can, of the you can make so a very I mean, educated choice.
2: so, I, I think the best thing to do is just to be patient and uh, see if I get any other offers,
0: yeah. Because if you do get that
1: hot start from Murray, you might get somebody who jumps in with like a I don't know, I, I'm trying to like a Kirk Cousins Montgomery, Some, something mm. like that, where you're getting a top 12 QB production and a top 10 running back. Well, top five, you mean. Yeah, right, Eric? Number one overall? In Eric's (laughs) hypothetical, yes. My dream world that I hope comes true. Hey,
2: I'm rooting for him.
1: David Montgomery is going to be RB1, 2, and 3 this year. All right? Don't even try. It's going to be me.